You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cavaliers. I am Chris Manning. Uh, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this, this is an emergency pod about a tweet. Uh, if you're listening to this, just know there is an actual, real, important episode talking about Cavspurs, you know, and as well as uh, a cue, some questions I answered on Facebook about George Hill and, and the trade deadline and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I'm going to take you through this. I recorded that podcast. I mixed it. I was sitting in my bed. Uh, just watching some television, watching some Godless on Netflix, because I just love me some westerns, and I, you know, flip on Twitter to to find this link to something, and I and I see two tweets from Adrian Wojnarowski at WojSPN, the the Wojist of Woj bombs. First tweet: The Cleveland Cavaliers held an emotional team meeting prior to Monday's practice, where several players challenged the legitimacy of Kevin Love leaving. OKC lost on Saturday, ill and missing Sunday's practice. The league sources tell ESPN in a follow-up tweet, in a locker room increasingly full of finger-pointing, Love defended himself and explained his side to his teammates. Coaches and management sources said at the end of the meeting, there was a sense with some that the team had worked out some issues, but ultimately remains to be seen. As of yet, Woj has not wrote a story about this. We have not uh, gotten any follow-ups from any of the, the beat guys, whether that be Javarden, uh, Jason Lloyd or Dave McMenamin, but uh, I did, I was G-shitting him right after this, and he's kind enough to join me to to break this chaos down. It is Chris Barnwall from CBS Sports. Chris, um, is this the most Cavsy thing that has happened so far this season yet, or is there is this where does this rank on the on the one to fit in or fit out? God bless this stupid team. God bless them. They're making the trade deadline so much more interesting than it ever would have been because this is. I never thought they would top David Blatt getting fired in the middle of a three-game winning streak. This comes close. This comes close. Because not only did they accuse the player that's probably sacrificed more than any other Cavaliers player, of any other Cavaliers star, of of faking being sick, they accused him from the game where they gave 148 points. (laughs) You know... Because Kevin Love would have probably made them lose 140 to 124 instead, I guess, or something. Well, and this is like with Kevin Love's two shots in that game before he left were off the side of the backboard. Like, he didn't look right from the beginning. He just kind of, like, he looked like he was kind of sick. Like, you know, like, I, I, uh, it is very interesting that, like, we end up in this situation where, Kevin Love, who you're right, has sacrificed a lot, who's just had Isaiah Thomas come back and he's had kind of his flow messed up. And then guys are like, yeah, um, that guy definitely, definitely was faking being sick. And I also just like don't understand the, like why, like, you know, we we don't know from these tweets, but like, why do they think he was faking being sick? Do they think he was like scared? Like, like when you know, like we all have, we know people that like milk being sick, you know, like everyone knows someone in their life that kind of milks being sick a little bit. Why do though? What? <laughs> at me though. Yeah, at at Canada. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I just don't like. I just want to know like the. I need like the details of like why and who was like Kevin. I think you were faking being sick for X, Y, and Z. Like I really need to know this. Like I just like really need to know this. And I I don't know if we will. I I doubt that we will. But like I I have a lot of questions. 
I... So let's say he was thinking he was being sick. Like, let's play that for a second. Why? Why would you be so upset that you'd be like, nah, just, I, I'm going home. Like, did someone say something to him? Did someone look at him weird? Did he just go, did he just, like, stay out too late the night before? It's like, man, I got some Game of Thrones to go watch. Like, well, Kev- I, Kevin Love is know. Kevin Love is very good at documenting what he's watching on on Netflix. And I believe he just watched Black Mirror, so maybe he just like a little tripped out because he watched the pilot of Black Mirror. Which, if anyone who has seen that knows, what I'm talking about it. It'll kind of leave you messed up for a little bit. Um, yeah, I just like want to know who was like, yes, Kevin Love. Like I said this, but it's like who who and like the reasoning. It's like 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 it's cl- like if you've talked to him at all, you'd probably have an idea if he was sick. And just like what what good can come from like accusing a teammate of faking being sick? Maybe it's possible that they were just having a general team meeting and someone was like, "Hey, were you really sick? Could you still play? Like, were you really so sick you couldn't play, or could you have like you know stayed and played through it? Because all of us have played through when we've been sick before. Why couldn't you? And this is just the moment that's kind of like you know getting highlighted. That's a possibility." But the way Wojnarowski tweeted it, it sounds like it was just so much bigger than that. Like it was the highlight of the, it was the highlight of the lock of the meeting. You know, of everything that's wrong with this team right now, the highlight of the meet, not the defense, the fact that Isaiah Thomas coming back has probably not worked out as well as they were hoping for. The fact that half the team is on the trade block. And the thing that they're accusing of is, hey, you know the game where we gave 148 points? Nah, we think you should have played through the sit. We think you were sick and you should have played through it because maybe we would have not given up 148 and, and maybe we would have scored 150. I don't know. Like, just we we didn't try the entire game, but it's definitely a bigger issue that you were sick. Or maybe he was just an example of them not trying. But I, it it focuses me. I'm so confused. Well, I. I'm, like, very curious who was just, like, like, yes, Kevin, you know, you, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you definitely let us down by being sick. Like, you were, like, you, you, you sabotaging the team by being sick, right? Like, you know, like, I, I, and I just, I'm just, like, running through my head, like, who would be the funniest if they, like, accuse him of being sick? And it's, like, maybe, like, like. If Isaiah Thomas did it, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> Look, if it's Isaiah, <laughs> if it's Isaiah, like, um, we're gonna that that would be like the the, the chaos answer. I think um, the dude who hasn't even been here a full year, he wasn't even here for the ring. He's like, nah, man, you faked it. Yeah, like, and someone he's known for a long time. Like, I'm imagining just like running through like who, you know, like would do it. Like, I can't imagine it's like Channing Fry or, you know. But like the more importantly, Chris, where does this say? What does this say about where the Cavs are at right now? Like, uh, like, this what, like the... this, like being like this, like being a leak. This, like being, um, something that has come out. Like this is like an actual like story with this team. What does it say? Like, <laughs> like you already kind of said they're they're done. But like, what does it say about where this team? Like, we're we're in January and this is the leak we're getting. So this is probably the end of. Uh... The very brief Cavs, the return dynasty, whatever the heck you want to call it, right? Well, I mean, they're not good enough to win. 
They are a drama mess. They have the worst defenses in the M- NBA, and it doesn't seem like there's any fix. Sure, they have LeBron James, but, you know, it's... I'm not meaning to make this about that, but I feel like if he was going to stay, we would get a better feel. Like, there's just this general overall feel, overall feeling across everyone. It's like, nah, he's probably not staying around, which... Man, that's just because no one actually knows what he's going to do because that's the kind of person he is. He doesn't like any letting anyone outside of his inner circle know what he's thinking at all times. Yep. But <laughs> it just feels like this is a really... This is almost not a straw, but just a rock that's falling on top... That hits someone in the head and it made them blow their top off for that day because everything that can go wrong is going wrong right now. Yeah, and you know... Like... just so much about what I, I think I don't know how how much I want to look into where the, where this like means for LeBron because I think we're still like you said kind of far away from knowing exactly you know what what his future lies and I I tweeted this you know during the 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 OKC game I I do think the Cavs are headed towards some kind of um, re readjustment whether that's LeBron leaving whether it's they they construct a whole new team around LeBron I do think you're seeing like this team is not going to look. Like it is right now next season. Um, I think that I don't I, think it's gonna look like it is right now at the trade deadline. Yeah, and like we we certainly I think like you know can, at some point we should we should uh, you know like maybe like what is Kevin Lowe's value is like an interesting question in in all of that because he would be someone because of his salary you think might be you know used in a, in a bigger trade um, considering what other teams want and people have talked about you know love for Boogie and like what but the Pelicans aren't gonna do that. Um, there, there's there's questions about that, but like. Kevin Love being accused of this, like, and like them having to have an emotional team meeting. You've sensed the frustration in Isaiah. You know, LeBron and Lou have said different things about it. Lou kind of shot down something Isaiah said, and, um, you know, they, I, I can't imagine anyone in this team feels good about how they've played lately. I, I think that is the, the clearest thing about this, that like, there's no one in this organization that I, I think probably feels good about where they're at. And, you know, I, I think that this one of the things that this makes me think is like maybe this team kind of misses James Jones. You know, like I, I know that sounds kind of trivial and he wasn't going to provide much as a basketball player, but if you're looking at what this what has changed about this team in some way, I, I think, you know, on the roster, instead of James Jones and Richard Jefferson taking roster spots, you know, we had there's rumblings start the year that, that Dwayne Wade arrival irks some people, right? And then, you know, RJ's gone as a result of that. And you no longer have Champ James Jones there to kind of be the the veteran guy. There's no Dante Jones, and, and like we've talked a lot, but like maybe that's overstated, and, and maybe like that you would hope this group could be mature enough to not need that, but like maybe they need that kind of veteran guy in there, you know? Like maybe they need they sort of need that. If presence. they do need that, that just says even. I agree with you. It says a lot. About it does. Hundred percent. This does. is a. This isn't a young team. This is a veteran. This is a team that won a championship. I know it's not the same roster, but for crying out loud, they won a championship a couple years ago. Which, by the way, it's a. Cavs fans that just feeling down about this. You won the most absurd championship ever, and you, the Warriors blew a three-one lead against it. You can hold on to that for, ever. So like, despite all this BS, like you got that ring. Be happy about that ring because you got that ring. Yeah, and I, and, just... and that that's that's the peak of LeBron. Like that that is like oh, was always going to be. I think the the top point of whatever they did because of the the absurdity of coming back from three-one against that particular that particular team. Um, I, I think you're right that it does say something about, you know, like this team maybe should like LeBron and uh, and Love and and Channing Frye and guys that have been around and, and have been part of good cultures. I I think they should just kind of be able to handle this. And I don't know how. I also just wonder what is this? You know, maybe 
if they're po- like I wonder where Lou fits into this. You know, we've heard the rumblings that maybe he does, you know, not want to be around this group. And I wonder like how he puts his foot down. One of the reasons I think he got the nod over and replaced David Blatt at one point was because he could connect with LeBron. In the middle of a three game win streak, I really want to stress how yeah amazing that After, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now David Blatt's like throwing shade at him from Turkey and all this stuff. But like he was come, he was part of the reason he got bumped up was because he could connect with LeBron in a way Black couldn't. And, and just, just what well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what this says. And I think it's, you know, we have to see if this gets corroborated by any of the local guys. I would like to see if this gets fleshed out by somebody, uh, maybe what, maybe it's Woj. Maybe he has a, has a, you know, eight paragraph banger coming out, you know, his like, his, uh, his, uh, his like, 20 his, year, th- his yearly takedown piece. In LeBron, uh, I'll actually yeah. cut that. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, but sorry, I forgot. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. CBS. Yeah, you're good. Um, but like maybe but, no, his yearly, like, his like, yearly takedown piece to LeBron. Yeah, but like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I'll cut that. But like maybe, like maybe with LeBron, it's maybe with Woj, like there, there's something coming where we're gonna get like an eight paragraph like banger of uh, like his twenty one savage, like just piece that like all the juicy details that we know he does that he does it for for a ton of different people, um, like maybe that's coming and we haven't seen that yet as we record this because he just like put that out there but like this this speaks to a lot of drama like this speaks to like a lot of drama within this team and he he says at the end of this one of his tweets that they'd worked out some issues but there it seems like there's just kind of a lot there and i i can't imagine the the losing helps i can't imagine you know the speculation helps i can't and i i wonder how isaiah let's come back and you know for isaiah and jay crowder isaiah already kind of said something about this but it's supposed to be like a shock to them, and I don't. I know Cavs fans will get mad at me for bringing up Boston, but it seemed like Boston had like a very cohesive culture and has that cohesive culture. The Cavs don't have that, and I think if they're they're kind of an anomaly amongst the league's elite teams. Um, you know, like I like if imagine if the if the Cavs were in the Spurs situation and had like lost their best players, so like lost LeBron, and like there's no way this team, for a variety of reasons, would be like having the success the Spurs have had with only nine games of Kawhi Leonard this season. Like, it's just, there's so much you can just peek through the Cavs. That it, I, you can't feel good about this. And, like, I haven't felt good about this team in weeks. I think this is, this just adds another layer to that. I've done uh, two separate radio things in the last, like, week or so. And at the start of the week, uh, they asked me about the Cavs. I'm like, you know, I'm worried about them, but, you know, they do this every year where they're terrible and they don't play any defense and we're all concerned. And then they enter the all-star break, you know, in a tailspin. They make one trade, then they go on a run in March, and then in April they cruise into the playoffs, and then they sweep the first round. It's like, oh, they're fine. This, Then I did another one later in the week after the OKC loss, and it's amazing how quickly my opinion has flipped on them from you know, I'm not I'm not happy with them, but they can still be fine. To no, this there's no saving this. They need to make uh, obvious changes. And now it's only been a couple days. Actually, it's been a day. It's been a day since yesterday. <laughs> it's only been a day, and I'm still. And now I'm just like, you know, I don't see how they can fix anything. It doesn't matter what trades they make. What would you do if you're the Cavs? Like, what would you? How would you go from here? We have, uh, you know, a little less than a month before the trade deadline. What would you do? Um, as as you look, scorched earth. Scorched Earth. Yeah, just get rid of everything. Uh, I mean, if players are accusing Kevin Love of faking sickness, I don't think that says very well for how they feel about him in the locker room. Uh, So I say you collect an asset assets on him. You can you can still try and win. I don't think they can. Like you have LeBron James. I doubt they can convince unless he, you know, hints to uh, management. 
hey, you know, Houston looks pretty good, and I'll opt in for my final year to go play with Chris Paul for a year. That could be a that could be a thing that happens, but I really doubt it. So I doubt they can trade him, which means and you can't really collect assets and kind of build for the future when you have LeBron on your team. Like teams just do not do that. So they can still try and win, but I really think they need to start looking at some of these bigger pieces and go, maybe it's time to just completely shake up this roster. And then, like you said, maybe you can build around LeBron if by some chance he does stay, but it looks every day just feels more and more like, you know, maybe we should just start looking at the future. Definitely definitely do not trade that Nets pick. For the love of God, do not trade that Nets pick. Do not panic and trade it. Yeah, I'd be I I remain I'd remain very surprised if they traded the Nets pick. And it's I I think keep thinking back to this summer now where it was very much on the table and and very close to happening it seems from from the 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 reporting we've read that the Cavs were close to having um Paul George on this team, right? And you know what? And then they uh, didn't keep David Griffin. And then you know you lose David Griffin and the the Kyrie stuff happens and it's this summer, whether you want to, you know, say the Kyrie trade, you know, not trying to make that work was a mistake and not just keeping him of whether that was a mistake or not. And then if you look at, you know, the Paul George situation, and you know, I don't think the Cavs have blame necessarily in that because it seems like that was a, a Pacers thing. But like not getting him and, and not having that guy that would fit so well with LeBron and help against the Warriors that and then just looking who they signed, you know, when it's Jose Calderon on the first day for agency, it's it's Derek Rose. Um you know, it's Jeff Green. Like it's it. And yes, Crowder and Isaiah are nice pieces. And you're Jeff gonna... Green's actually been one of the better players for them this year. Which yeah, is, I mean, yeah. Which 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 says a lot. Um, you know, I, I think this. You look at this summer. Maybe like I don't. I don't know if it's, we should have seen how bad this is right now coming. But I don't know if I think maybe we under we undersold. At least I I feel like that I did undersold how bad this team could be in some regards because it is lacking shooting. It's lacking defense, and it's just kind of lacking the ingredients of, of a modern of a good modern NBA team in a lot of regards even though they have some really good players and really good athletes it sort of feels like it's just lacking the the cohesiveness and the ingredients that come together to make this really like delicious NBA group right like I just feel I feel like there's just stuff missing with this team there was always a concern in my head so deep inside where, where I was like you know if everything does go wrong you know the worst possible scenario. I still thought that they would be a contender, but as every single, as every single report comes out, as every single week goes on, it feels like this is going beyond the worst case scenario, which is just incredible and terrible. Which I don't understand how it could be beyond the worst. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overreacting. I probably am overreacting. The Cavs somehow built an overreaction out of me every single year. And every single year I tell myself not to do it and they still do it. But even so, it's really insane that absolutely nothing could has possibly gone right for them. Every single move, every single coin flip decision they made has gone the other way. That usually doesn't happen for teams, but I guess on the flip side, some teams don't. They also had a lot of good luck happen to them beforehand, so maybe it's just they're finally having it go, swing the other way. We'll wrap it up on this. Um, is this the... Like the Cavs will will play tomorrow. They're gonna get asked about this. Um, they're 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 gonna they're playing a good San Antonio team. What do you, what do you, just as we look ahead of the next week? Like we're not even looking at the trade deadline yet. Um, what what would is there anything they could do this week or just in general that can that would could reverse some of this? In in is this by far the? I, I get the feeling that the answer is yes to this. But do, is this the most concern you've been about any Cavs team since LeBron came back? 
Uh, easily, yeah. Easily. Because in his first year, it was, well, this is his first year there. In his second year there, it was, you know, I'm getting a little worried about them. They did fire their coach, but they still have James, and they're still one of the NBA's best teams. And last year, I was worried about them cruising into the playoffs the way they did, but they were still winning games, and they were still setting themselves up well. And sure enough, they swept in the first round immediately tossed aside all those concerns about them. This is the first time where I've really gone into January and just not just had concern, but like outright panic about them. I, I think that's fair. And I, and I think with them questioning this with the, when you, when you start pointing fingers, that's kind of where I, I think we, you have to really start um, wondering, oh. right? Like I think when, when you have, the, the finger pointing happening to, to it seems like this dramatic degree. I think that's the really need And, you know, I think all NBA teams are going to fight sometimes and, and disagree with each other sometimes. But when it gets to this and it, and it gets public like this, that seems um, to be an issue. And there is a Woj story. Um, I'm going to run through some of the details here. So this happened. The players, um, you know, were pushing the cast manager to hold Love accountable that he had set, like for for leaving the arena. They were mad about him leaving the arena, uh, and then the only way it calmed down was that that's when, fair. And the, so then, yeah, to, I, I think like you know if he doesn't whatever, but then it said only calmed down once Love spoke to those gathered in the room and explained himself. The meeting did include Kobe Altman, the team's general manager, and Tyron Lue. Um, you know, it seems like people are within the fraction of the locker room. There's been blame for the Cavs' struggles aimed at Love and Isaiah Thomas, Lou, and Altman. So there's, there's everyone's blaming everybody basically. Um, this is basically like the the GIF from The Office where it's um, Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute, and Andy all like pointing guns at each other. <laughs> that is that is the Cavs right now. <laughs> I'm fine with that GIF. Yeah, that Ian, Ian shouts to Ian Levy. Um, I believe tweeted it at some point today, or, or put it in an email thread. I'm in with him, but so props to him. But that that is this Cavs team right now, basically, um, except like with more yelling and like a lot more ego. It seems like like it's it's less it's n- it's not quite as fun as that. But is does, I, there's not much added in that Woj report. It's not quite the the teardown the the gossipy thing we might expect from him, but. I mean, I, I kind of get the, the, the people being frustrated with him for leaving the arena, but it also just speaks to like there's a lot of issues. Like that that is if 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 that is something you cannot talk about reasonably, that to me seems like a problem. They're boned. <laughs> That's my analysis. They're boned. Chris Chris Barnwell, the expert CBS Sports with with that take right there with the <laughs> they are boned. That's why they pay him lots of money to, to blog and write hey, about basketball. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get crazy now. <laughs> lots of money in, air, in severe air quotes. But uh, we'll see what happens here. The, I don't know if the Cavs are having shoot around, so we don't know if they're going to address this Tuesday morning or if LeBron's going to get asked about this after the game. Um, I wouldn't expect to be – knowing the Cavs and how, they, and how they publicly talk about these things, I would not expect them to, like – necessarily elaborate on this and and love and lou and, and lebron all can be tight-lipped at times so we will see but uh again Cavs apparently come several cast players with in push for kevin love to be held accountable and yelled at him for and accused him of, of maybe faking an illness um is based on this espn <laughs> report um 
and they don't they didn't necessarily believe he was sick because he left and then we're mad he left the arena so that's where they are right now the Cavs are pointing fingers everybody listen to the non-crazy episode um in the in your feeds that'll be up there at 2 a.m um and listen to that but chris thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the the crazy cleveland cavaliers with me as always no problem this is great <laughs> and remember friends uh if you if you if you believe someone is sick that you're working with maybe maybe don't yell at them in front of your bosses just a thought talk to you soon